y'all it's jazz and i'm back with another episode of and all that jazz podcast so i did not plan (laughs) on dropping uh a new episode so soon after the last one but i had to update you guys on my first week and how just how everything is gone uh so far so um I'm back in Houston. I actually got back in Houston Saturday night. And y'all, I really just had a great first week. Like, I I shared this on Facebook. Um, I didn't, I don't think I put it on Twitter or Instagram. And I shared it on my personal Facebook. So if you're, if you're a friend of mine, like if you know me, know me, then you're a friend of mine on Facebook and you probably saw this. But I wanted to share with you guys um on here because I feel like it just I just have to so anyway um I truly had the best first day in the office uh last week at my new property um imposter syndrome kind of got me a little bit kind of got the best of me almost excuse me almost got the best of me um I was freaking out that morning leading up to it um, like even while I got dressed, it was, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing this. Are they actually trusting me with this much responsibility? Knowing that I, I wanted this, like I asked for this. I literally went to HR and I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready for this. And they were like, you are the, like my upper management was like, no, you are. We think you can do this. We think you're great for this. My, the manager that I'm reporting to now, she's like, no, I think, I think you'll be great at this. You'd be a huge asset to our team. But even then, imposter syndrome was like, oh, are you sure? Are you sure? And it almost got the best of me. Like, I went in that first day and I was like, hi, all right. <laughs> Initially. Um, but I warmed up to the team really quickly. I have a phenomenal team in Nashville and I'm truly looking forward to um, working with them for the time that I'm there. Um, everybody's really solid. Uh, shout out to my manager for putting together such a phenomenal team. And the property is gorgeous. So it's brand new. Um, it's mixed use. And it's, I mean, just literally, like I was like hard eye emojis everywhere. Even walking the loading dock, which is weird. I feel like that's something weird that uh, people <laughs> who work in my industry, if you find a nice loading dock, like a nice clean loading dock, one that just runs really well, that's like chef's kiss. And it just did. Like I, I'm really looking forward to this adventure in Nashville. Y'all like, I feel like I can't say this enough. Um, but I really am. And I mean, it's definitely going to be weird leaving behind everything and everyone for the most part I know and love, but, um, it's a change and I'm welcoming. I think I am. I'm pretty sure I am. Uh, so yeah, but, uh, in addition to missing <laughs> every person just about that I know and love, <laughs> um, I will also be missing a few other things. So my first day there, one of the one of the first things I did was I got on Instacart and I was like, you know what? Let me get some stuff that will make staying in a hotel room for an entire week um, a bit more bearable because <laughs> I got it on Sunday and I didn't leave until Saturday. So 
was like, let me just get some stuff that'll make it more bearable. So I got hand soap, I got paper towels. Um, I picked up some, some, uh, Tylenol. I picked up water because bottled water, huh, necessary, especially necessary. Got Gatorade, all this stuff like that. Um, fully got on Instacart expecting more grocery stores that I recognized. Uh, I saw Aldi, I saw Kroger, but I think that's where the recognition stopped. Um, I think I saw my hair on there and I want to say I've seen that once or twice. I saw Publix on there and I've been there a couple times as I've been traveling, but I was like, okay, all right. Um, but what I didn't see and I didn't realize I would miss until I was back here in Houston was H-E-B or <laughs> as Savaria, my former co-host loved to put it, ho, everybody beneath us. Or, as I put it so eloquently in the title of this podcast episode, honestly, everybody beneath us. Um, And I say that with my whole chest because what grocery store or grocery chain could outdo H-E-B? Whether it's their, uh, whether it's Favor, whether it's um, the Simply Meal and Favor as in like the delivery service, (laughs) because that's H-E-B. Um, whether it's the delivery service, uh, excuse me, whether it's the Simply Mills, um, all the Texas stuff, like the, you, you <laughs> nothing screams Texas like H-E-B from chips to, <laughs> to like bread cutters to cookies to, I mean, you, it's just, it screams Texas. You, from the coffee that is like store brand that just it's just texas and not only does the store scream texas as far as their products go they give back to the community um heb has always been one of those stores and corporations that were front like at the front of the line when it came to disaster recovery um when it, whether it was donating water donating food uh they gave so much to black lives matter uh, and I mean, they just, they're just a great company. They're a great company. I know people who work for the company, um, who love what they do. And as a long time shopper, I feel like I've been shopping at H-E-B, if not all, most of my life. Uh, and I will truly, true. and this is not a spade, at, this is not a spade. <laughs> this is not a paid advertisement or a sponsored post or anything like that. I love H-E-B. I feel like I'm going to miss it. There are certain things that are, um, I feel like I only find at that store, like certain salsas and certain uh, coffee brews or stuff like that, that I feel like I only find at that store that I might have to get shipped to me. So uh, friends and family here in Houston, don't be shocked if I'm like, hey, I need you to do a run and (laughs) I'll pay for shipping, but I need you to make me a care package. Um, But yeah, because honestly, they over everybody. They are over everybody beneath them. Honestly, everybody is beneath HB. So, anyway, once throw that in there. Um, what else? So, I'm back in Houston for the week. I feel like I said that. Uh, but I'm heading back to Nashville this weekend. And I will be there for the Juneteenth celebration. So, I'll be there um, next week when one of our tenants, who is the uh, National Museum of African American Music, they're having a phenomenal Juneteenth program next week on the 17th, 18th, and 19th that I will be attending. And not only will I be attending, my mom will be here too. So 
Um, sorry for yelling in y'all's ears. But she's coming, I was about to say down, because for some reason in Texas, everything is down, even though we are pretty south. She's coming up to Nashville to spend a couple days with me, and I'm excited. I get to show her around my new city, get to show her uh, where, where I'll be living, get to show her where I'll be working, and I'm looking forward to being Aladdin for <laughs> for a few days, even though I had only been there a week prior to her getting there. So <laughs> I'm excited. I'm super excited about that. And then I'll be back in Houston again the following week. And then the week after that, I will be back in Nashville uh, for the 4th of July celebration. From And from what I hear, it's probably going to be one of the biggest in the nation. Like, I think they broke records in 2019 with the biggest fireworks display. So I'm looking forward to that. (laughs) But yeah, it's y'all. I'm excited about this growth. I'm excited about the, the, the positive changes in my life. Um, and yeah, I just, I wanted to share that here. Like I really want to share that with you guys. Okay, and you know it can't be a podcast episode without me talking about at least something from pop culture. And I feel like this is a hot topic. I kind of wanted to talk about it. I don't want to be I don't want to sound like I'm beating a dead horse, but I do want to talk about it because it's been heavily discussed recently. So, um if you have tuned into Black American pop culture recently, Uh, (laughs) you probably know something about Monique, the comedian, actress, producer, all that, um, making a comment coming on Instagram and I think she was on IG TV, if I'm not mistaken, um, making some statements about how we shouldn't be wearing our bonnets in public and how we need to show people that we are worthy and how she misses the days when people used to dress up to go to the airport. This all this stemmed off of her seeing somebody wearing a bonnet at the airport. Um, and to how she felt like that she, since we have, we, the collective black people, um, have relegated her to an auntie quote unquote status that she has the right to tap people on the shoulder and tell them that they, um, uh, they don't need to be wearing their bonnet in public and they should show that they're worthy and stuff like that. Y'all, 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 y'all. First of all, I call bullshit. Um, I don't need to show somebody I'm worthy to, for them to give me decent human respect, like just decent respect. Um, now I don't wear my bonnet in public, but that's honestly because I don't have a bonnet. Like when I tie my hair at night, I use a headscarf. Um, yeah. And I really don't wear my headscarf in public because I don't know how to tie it cute. Like I feel like I tie it real raggedy and I don't tie it cute enough to wear it in public. But I'm, that doesn't mean that I don't think people shouldn't be able to wear their bonnet in public, um, especially on flights. It's, Especially if they are red eyes. But either way, what is it? What does that have to do with anything? Like if somebody is has their hair in a protective style and they don't want to mess it up on an airplane or they don't want to mess it up with humidity or they don't want to whatever they are traveling. 
and they want to wear their bonnet, let them wear it. It's not harming anybody. It's not harming anybody at all. Um, to me, this screams of respectability politics. And that is a stem of white supremacy that we really have to work on as people. Um, and I just, I like Monique. I really do. But she was wrong. And all the people caping and were like, yeah, well, you don't need to do this. You, you don't need to do this. Stop telling people what to do with their body. Stop telling adults what to do with their body. They're not being lewd. They're not being, I mean, they're not. Like, just don't. They're covered up. Literally covered up because that's what bonnets do. They cover and protect you. Um, why Why should it matter? Why should it matter? And, and don't tell me that it's about a headpiece because I see people wear hats. I see people wear, I mean, just, just don't. Don't, and don't tell me that it, it looks sloppy because I've seen people come in public with wet hair, like drenched looking like a dog. Um, I've seen messy top buns. Um, I've personally rocked messy top knots before. Um, and if you know me in real life, you know that I really didn't start doing slick buns or slick edges. I, honestly, I really don't do edges, but slick buns or slick hairstyles until last year because I did not give a damn about frizz my hair is curly you're going to see curls like it's just what it is so don't tell me about don't tell don't just don't it's just respectability politics and I felt like we should be past that like as a people especially as a people because we only hear that from black people and we should be past it as a people and that's really bothering me that we're not especially when I watch phenomenal shows like high on the hog on Netflix if you haven't watched it please watch it can't recommend it enough I think it's like four parts but it it goes through um like the history of uh what we call soul food in the U.S. and how it stems from um African culture and how enslaved people have helped shape one of the best cuisines in this country from scraps honestly like from scraps that they were given when they were enslaved and it's just been passed down generation to generation and um yeah, I mean, I, I, I found myself sobbing, like openly weeping on the first two episodes. And y'all, I just, I mean, I probably also needed to cry because I hadn't gone to therapy in a week, <laughs> but still. Um, and I also cried at Pose, but I'm talking about that next. Um, but yeah, just y'all, we, we got to do better as people. We got to get away from the respectability politics. We really do. Just, we do. Um, so I also wanted to talk about pride, uh, and more specifically, I want to talk about Pose, the show Pose, um, and how it has, in my opinion, changed, how it's changed pride in the black community, um, or how it's changed allyship in the black community. Um, until so I started watching the show two years ago I feel like I feel like it was exact maybe yeah I feel like I missed the first season and so I watched the first season on Netflix and then I watched the second season live and then the third season and final season just ended yesterday honestly I'm recording this on Monday so the third and final season ended yesterday um 
I <laughs> I didn't realize this until one of my homegirls said it. She was like, shout out to Pose for changing the trajectory of our friendship. And it did. Like, I feel like um, my group of homegirls, we, we bonded over the show Pose. And um, it's weird to see how how we've changed, like how we've grown since the show or since we watched it together back in 2019 um, through now. Like, we have people who are going through new phases of life, whether it be marriage, children, um, relocations, new jobs, new, just new careers, just, just growth. And that is not what I wanted to talk about with talking about pose, but I just wanted to kind of throw that in. But, um, a lot of, I feel like a lot of the allyship or a lot of the, um, outward allyship, for the alphabet mafia <laughs> um was for um lesbians by gay the lesbians by and, and gay people not so much the transgender community which was weird because they are literally part of the i mean they're the t in lgbt um, and then QIA, queer, I forgot what I is. I feel so bad. That's why I say alphabet mafia. Um, yeah, so th- there wasn't a whole lot of visibility, at least, uh, in pop culture for the transgender community. Um, and Pose changed that. And not only did it change it, it helped us learn about the history um, or recent history, at least, of that community and how so many of them, how how intertwined it is with, excuse me, with civil rights and civil rights movement and all that stuff like that. Like we have pride because of transgender woman, Marsha P. Johnson. Like, and not only was she a transgender woman, she was a black transgender woman. Um and I feel like that's not talked about enough. Like oftentimes, at least prior to these past few years, when we thought about pride, we thought about white men or excuse me, not thought about, but we like the advertisements were white men. They weren't even focusing on lesbians or by don't get me started on the fight that (laughs) bi people have to, (laughs) uh, face daily. Um, especially by women and especially by men, um, just by people in general. So I feel like Pose helped change the narrative on that. And um, I I truly appreciate that, that show, the showrunners, the cast, um, the storytellers, the writers, everybody, everyone um, who participated in that show in any way. I, I tip my hat to you. You guys, you guys made me cry. You guys made me research. You guys made me think. You just, thank you. I mean, it's it's so weird that like, when I think about epic like monologues on TV, I always think of like Joe Morton on Scandal. Um, and then more recently, I think of Poppy's character. Like the, the way the way those writers wrote his lines, the way he delivered the lines, the love that he had has for Angel 
the way he showed his vulnerability. I mean, Billy Porter, Pray Tell had some phenomenal life. The show was just so good, y'all. Like, I really don't want to start crying now talking about it. Uh, and especially if you haven't seen it, I don't want to give anything away. I don't want to spoil anything, but I highly recommend, highly recommend watching the show. The first two seasons are on Netflix. The last and final season, um, it's on FX now. It was only, I think seven episodes, um, for the final season. And the first two were only like eight or 10 episodes. So you can honestly binge it the entire month of pride. And I recommend you do. I I truly recommend you do. Um, so yeah, I don't want to make this episode too long, but, uh, I wanted to recommend Hound the Hog and Post y'all wanted to talk about Nashville and how it embodies, it is like the, <laughs> the city embodiment of this line <laughs> from one of my favorite, <sighs> he's so problematic, T.I. songs, Motivation. It's like, five nine with the spirit of a six four person and that is nashville to the core um his last word was not person but i'm not gonna say that on this podcast (laughs) um nashville is a small town but the vibe the the aura of the city is so big so big and i cannot wait to take you guys on this adventure with me and i hope you come along uh i hope you have a great week And I will chat with y'all later. Bye.